All right, all right. Beanie Talks with Friends, episode 68. 68. 68. We're moving right along, almost at 70. 68 rounds of 70. Third grade math for you. All right, and uh, this is Feeney Talks with Friends. My name is Eric Feeney, founder and president of Friends of Feeney. Our mission is to help children and families that have heartbreak or tragedy. And I use this podcast, Feeney Talks with Friends, and I talk to wonderful people that are doing great things in the community. And Kate does wonderful things in the West Hartford and Newington community, the 20th district. That's right. How's it going? Thank you, Eric. Yeah, it's fabulous on this snow day. I'm glad we can join together after you've had a lot of sledding and I've had some shoveling to get to talk about the awesome things that we're so proud of in our community. Yeah, thank you so much. Just a quick review. Colleen Conway was uh, episode 67. And this is Oum. 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 Oh, I've been practicing. Oum. You got it. You got it. It's O-G-H. O-G-H-M-A, U-U-M, but uh, because of the Gaelic lettering, there's no Ys, so that's an I for Feeney, and it's read from down to up, but this is an amazing, and she made this custom made, she usually doesn't do these colors, so this is our right on brand with our friends of Feeney, and I said, hey, what's the U-U-M symbol for a hashtag? Ha ha, get it? But they didn't have hashtags back then. No hashtags, no hashtags. Oum. Back in the day. Oumarts.com, an amazing podcast, so much fun. We played Jeopardy. We uh, talked about Ireland and Waterbury. She's from Waterbury, Woo! just like me. So uh, it was a wonderful podcast. Go back and check it out, number 67. But we are here with Kate, 68, with Kate. That's right. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to keep going with the rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> we could go sledding and ice skate. So let's get right into it. We have sponsors. I'd like to thank, again, Kyle and Dave from Direct Line Media. We're here at Gastro Park, 437 New Park. Um, we have Keating Agency Insurance, The Fix IV, Brook Golf Law, uh, West Hartford Lock. I think I got them all. And uh, speaking of which, West Hartford Lock, three keys that make you a great state rep. What are three keys that three make you? Three keys. I feel like I should be asking you as my constituent <laughs> <laughs> rather than thinking about that myself. Um, I think for me, I guess if I was to kind of self-describe, um, kind of going to my strengths, I really try to be accessible and communicative and just a good listener at the end of the day because I think those are really things that go into being a good state rep. Often people think that as a state representative you're supposed to have all the answers whereas on the flip side it really is about listening and staying in touch with our community so I can best advocate for all of us. Nice. So yeah, Speaking of being in, t- in touch, we can share your 860-240-8585 if you want to contact Kate and kate.farrar at cga.ct.gov. You got it. What's CGA? CGA is the Connecticut General Assembly. Okay. So yep, it's yep, what's yep. referenced um, as our official title of the state legislature here in Connecticut. Nice. Have you proposed any fun bills recently or laws that you're... Ooh, yeah. Get right into it. Let's go. Fun bills. I like it. I like it. Maybe not so fun. (laughs) 
Um, well, there's a lot of bills, as you can imagine, in any legislative session. There's actually upwards of over 3,000 bills that get proposed in any legislative session, and only a few hundred will end up passing. Uh, but for myself, this is my second term in the legislature, and there's a couple bills, actually, that always come up that are really constituent-driven, meaning that they're bills that really serve our local community members. And one of them actually came to me because of our uh, extensive Nepalese population that's in West Hartford. And I know you have a lot yeah. of students in, in Wolcott School as well that are Nepalese. And so we actually have a bill this session that's trying to make sure that our Nepalese popula population and a range of new refugee groups can access the driver's license test in our state. Um, oh. One of the things that a lot of immigrants and refugees find is it's hard to uh, you know, kind of integrate into living in Connecticut, in our community, without a driver's license. So we're trying to make sure that our Department of Motor Vehicles offers um, a range of other testing options for English language learners so they can really okay. be more embedded in our community. So is it translated to Spanish and yeah. like... Exactly. There's but about 10 languages Nepalese. so far um, that we have in the state, but we're really looking to expand that because, you know, it can really be a barrier for folks being able to uh, not just get around, but to have jobs and, again, kind of fully support their families in our state. But uh, I think it's just a great way, kind of a, an example of again, trust trying to kind of listen to great ideas that come out of our community. And yeah. this was something that um, our Nepalese community came to me with. Um, so we're, we've been running with it and we just had a public hearing on it uh, a little over a week ago and we're formulating the next steps um, for the language of the bill to come out of the transportation committee. That's fantastic, makes me very happy to hear that. I love that. What about D Diwali? Are we going to try to get no school on Diwali oh, or what? Great question. Um, so at the state level, um, I have to say it hasn't come up as a statewide holiday. Um, but at the local level, I know the West Hartford School Board um, is addressing it um, and will likely address it. So we've really kind of seen it's been kind of town by town based on the population. Yeah, someone just came out and, and announced that they're taking it off. Maybe Middletown or Newington. Yeah, Newington's actually yeah. uh, celebrated Diwali and took it off as a holiday in the last year um, and I so I know West Hartford's looking at that too it's the festival of lights and they do it these uh, wonderful rangoli with the chalk in the corners and it's very colorful holiday uh, special day so I haven't part partaken but I, I got a, um, a Diwali gift from one of my students mm -hmm. uh, it's special candy I can't think of the name right now but uh, awesome day lots of fun and, yeah. they, and uh, you know as a teacher we need more days off. Today was a great day. <laughs> You'll take it. You'll take it. I will Snow, say, Diwali. actually, um, one of the things that's happening and will does go into effect this year is uh, Juneteenth being a state holiday. Oh, nice. That was something we passed uh, last year as a legislature. Um, and so that actually is going to be a statewide holiday this year. So uh, when you say statewide, so no mail, no garbage, or? Um, that's right. So really it's following Because it's a summer, so it doesn't closures. affect teachers. Right, exactly. So sorry, no extra, no extra <laughs> day off for you personally. It's still, I'm still very happy to celebrate. Yes, yeah. Hopefully, again, when we kind of think about a state holiday, it's, it's yes, an opportunity often for folks to have the day off, but often we have celebrations in yeah. our towns and our cities so that people can really reflect and be a part of celebrating what that day means. Yeah, and West Hartford has a wonderful Juneteenth celebration. I've we been do. there every year. 
uh, Ace puts yes. it on. Yes, Adrian Billing Smith. Yep. Uh, she was a podcast guest, like maybe like five or six episodes ago. Great, uh, wonderful guest, fantastic basketball player. Yes, she has many skills. Very talented, very <laughs> talented. Skills. And then she collaborates with Matt Conway from Rise Up, future guest. Mm -hmm. So uh, Juneteenth is special, and uh, I will be there this year awesome. again. And um, no wonderful time. You go to the Juneteenth, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was, I think, it was just very um, memorable in the unveiling, I think, of the mural that we have in the center oh, yeah. of town now that really is an extremely powerful representation of uh, really the, the struggle and now, again, the, the celebration of a day like Juneteenth oh, yeah, and incredible role models that we have in our own community, like yeah. especially like my colleague, Representative Tammy Exum. So it's always thrill. I know she, she gets a little embarrassing, her face so big on that mural, but I think it just speaks to, again, kind of the role model I haven't reached out to Tammy, community. but Jillian uh, yeah. said she's going to be a guest. Great. I saw Tammy at the Pride event. And I asked her, she, she got a shirt, and so she's yeah. going to be a guest, but awesome. we haven't really followed up. Just wonderful state reps, you, Jill, Tammy, great job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and Corey Payne does the, the murals. Corey yes, Payne's a West does. Hartford guy, yes. went to Conard. Uh, you can, he could probably be seen at uh, Jerry's Artorama. He, guy's there like almost every day, covered in paint, and he does beautiful artwork. So most murals you see in around West Hartford are Corey Payne's. Hopefully a guest too, so. Um, yeah, so I've been a teacher for 19 years. Nine, where I went to school, I went to, I went to Kingsbury School and went back to be a teacher. Mrs. Jarrell was my fifth grade teacher. She was the principal who hired me to, when I was a teacher, so that was meant a lot. Then I got hired in Wolkett, 10 years, same school my daughters went to. Uh, dream come true. Do you have a favorite teacher? I do, and uh, it's it's similar similar age group to how where you teach. I was reflecting on this a little bit, and I couldn't help but think of my fourth grade teacher. So I actually grew up in Connecticut, but I grew up way out in the northwest corner in Norfolk, Connecticut. Okay. So very small town, just two thousand people. And my elementary school, I had 20 kids, you know, just 20 of us that I went through all of sixth grade with. Um, but in our fourth grade uh, was Mrs. Hennig. And I have to say what is so memorable about her and my fourth grade experience was she really engaged us in such a creative way. Um, there was one project we had in fourth grade that was became kind of infamous in our childhoods, which was uh, back in the day, you know, it was all about the VHS and mm. the, <laughs> the uh, VHS camera. What she did was she set up the VHS camera in our classroom and she tasked us each with coming up with someone that we were going to do a biography on, but not just do a biography. We actually had to show up in class and be that person on camera and present ourselves as if we were that person and telling our life story. And I have to say that, you know, she kind of, you know, didn't give much direction beyond that and really let us kind of go wild, create, you know, creativity-wise and didn't give us many other rules. And I have to say what I remember so fondly about that was the, the, just the ability for all of us to kind of dig into people that we just thought were 
uh, incredible and super cool and, and really a part of our lives at the time. So I just remember my classmates, you know, standing up in front of the classroom and uh, being Michelangelo or <laughs> at that time, um, you know, one of our, you know, kind of ninja turtle, figure right? skaters or a ninja turtle, right? <laughs> and of all people, um, I have to say at the time, I was very into tap dancing. So I actually chose Fred Astaire um, and, you know, did my own little tap dance, you know, on the VHS camera. And I count it as very memorable because, as you can imagine, as fourth graders, not only was it extremely nerve-wracking to get up in front of the camera, but then you were just laughing uncontrollably <laughs> at your yeah. classmates yeah. as they were trying to do this. And I just, you know, got so much out of it in regards to not only learning about, you know, who I was biographing, you know, which was Fred Astaire, but I just learned so much from my classmates about all of the people that they inhabited in that and really felt like we could, again, kind of express ourselves in, in very different ways around each other and, and be in a space that really celebrated that. So I always remember it so fondly. Yeah. And as you can imagine, that VHS tape became just, you know, uh, a laughing. Now, did everyone stock. get a copy? Or? No, well, see, this is the thing. At the time, we definitely all had copies of that VHS tape. Um, I wish I could say I know where one is to this day, um, but I, it would be fantastic. But even now, kind of when I have class reunions, you know, which we tend to have every five years as our high school class, when I see the students that were in Norfolk, uh, Norfolk's Botel Elementary School together. We always come back to that fourth grade biography project uh, and kind of the embarrassment that came up, came a part of it. Yep. That's great. We did a video freshman year, Wilby High School, Coach Chesky's class is like health and um, it was like a drug awareness and, mm. and uh, it's on video and yeah. still 10 years later, someone said something to me because I like, for some reason there was a drug sale or something and they pushed me out of the chair and took my sneakers and they were like that's what you get for doing drugs and it's on a video and i fell down and i don't know if it was supposed to go down like that but it's people laugh still like yeah Vinny, remember when you fell out of the chair and we took your sneakers but it's really i i'm sure you think about this as a teacher you know sometimes as students we are told that we have to you know, follow certain steps or kind of follow the rules. And I think what I love about reflecting on that particular assignment is she just let us kind of run free and really be so self-directed in our learning. And I think that's what makes it so yeah. memorable. Nowadays, they call that genius hour. You're like, find a topic that you're really interested yeah, in and yeah. go do whatever you want. What? And like, as the teacher, when they ask you for something, you should just say yes. Like if can I do construction paper? Yes. Can I go on the computer and research? Yes. Can I record? You know, you just let them kind of grow and do all their self, self-learning on their own. So genius hour. And you, she was yeah. doing it she was doing many it. years she ago. She was doing it many, many years ago. You still in contact with your teacher, you think? Uh, with her, I have not been in contact for a few years. Um, but when we were all last in contact, um, we definitely, you know, several of us had highlighted this particular memory that we have of her. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's great. Do you, um, so Norfolk. Really? Yes. Never heard of it. 
Yeah, right north of Torrington. You're gonna oh, have to. You're gonna have Torrington. to get out there, Eric. All right. <laughs> get, out, get out in the middle Borington. of nowhere, Connecticut. <laughs> Will be my high school. We played Torrington in football. Yes. So yes, you definitely of, did. So is that by South Kent and Hotchkiss? Um, South and... Kent is a little further west. Okay. So Norfolk is kind of north of Torrington, and so we we're kind Still of between eight, Torrington no? and the Massachusetts border. Oh wow. So it's also west of of Winstead. Winstead and Coldbrook. Nice. Yes, yes. So West Hartford and Newington is, you know, metropolitan for me growing up in Norfolk. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you were recently in Wolcott Elementary School. How was I that? Was. You didn't come visit. I know, I know. What grade were you, were you working well, with? Well, we were picking up, uh, as you referenced, I believe it was from the second and third graders. And was, was your class involved? It wasn't third grade. Oh, maybe it was Or was just, it third grade? It might, I, or maybe it just wasn't your class. That's possible. Man. Um, I know wonderfully my uh, outreach aide at the Capitol worked with a few classrooms in Wolcott School uh, over the past few weeks to really prepare these notes that we uh, gave to our West Hartford firefighters for oh, yep. Random Acts of Kindness Day. And I know that's an important day often for Friends of Feeney, yeah. too. Uh, so we put together these notes of thanking the firefighters with some uh, kind of Valentine-ish candy and delivered them to the two stations that are in the 20th district, the station Great. on New Britain Ave and the yeah. station on Berkshire Ave. I got your uh, printed oh, out your yeah. email. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I send so weekly I email. emails. Thank you, Eric. Uh, so anyone out there that wants to be kind of in the know of what's going on legislatively, or what's going on in our community, uh, we really try to put everything together in a weekly email. So you can sign up uh, easily by emailing me or going to my uh, website. Do you have a team um, that helps you with that? Actually, so I uh, kind of draft this with my press aide um, at the Capitol, and we, we formulate it together and make sure that we're kind of covering all the highlights of every nice. week that's going on. Yeah, Ann Re Anna Reynolds Elementary School. That's in Newington, that's I'm guessing. That's in Newington, yep. yes. Yeah, so we so did special it treats and special notes. Special That's really cool. And special notes. I have to say, it's it's particularly meaningful. I should say, uh, I've I've done this three years now with the firefighters, but I now have a firefighter actually in my household. My husband during COVID has become a volunteer firefighter. Uh, no way. Over in Farmington. Uh, so West yeah. Hartford has a career force, um, but we live close enough yeah. to the Farmington South Street Station. And so I have this whole other level of knowledge now. Like Chan, good old Chan. Of uh, what firefighters are up to. I had the application. My friend yeah. Frank was a volunteer because I'm close by right, right. there too, right exactly. around the corner by like Wendy's. Yes, exactly. You can volunteer there. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about doing it, but they were like, as a teacher, you're getting calls in the middle of the night. And, you but you could only go. And, uh, you know, I had a military background. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Chan's doing it. He's doing it. Good for it. you, he's my man. It. I like that. I know. He's doing it. That's so. so cool. How many calls has he done so far? Oh, my gosh. Hundreds. Because, I mean, every week there's, you know, several dozen. And you kind of go, as you said, like when you can. Yeah. Um, but uh, it really is, again, kind of a fascinating insight into what's going on in our community. Because uh, for the Farmington station that he serves, uh, about 70% of the calls are medical. 
um, and you know very few related particularly to fire, right? Um, so that's a lot what, of CPR. Yeah, so that's what led him, and I know a bunch of other volunteers uh, in other departments around the state to often get their uh, EMT licensure first because that comes in very handy. Yeah. Uh, so wow, know, what made him do that? I have to say, you know, um, he's always dreamed about being a firefighter. So speaking of things, you know, you've wanted to do since you were a kid, it's something he's always wanted to do. So cool. And uh, luckily, again, because of COVID, you know, and just having more time that, you know, he's yeah. physically been I around. still know where my application is at home, my Farmington so application. So this could inspire you, Eric, oh, you know, to rethink Chan, you're about it. inspiration to me. <laughs> think about our it. next guest Marsha Adele yes uh, she's, she's a fire, fire marshal fire marshal yes. she's coming on I think she's right after you yeah yeah well Marsha is an inspiration unto herself yeah for all that she's achieved in being a firefighter and really yeah. breaking so many barriers yeah yeah she's making a name for herself and moving up the ranks and I'm really excited she has twins just like yes. me yeah so we'll talk twins yeah uh, wonderful person I, I'm looking forward to meeting with her you brought up firefighters that's great yeah she's been on the job for maybe 20 years and she has political background too, right? She, uh... she was, uh, I know she's on our Democratic Town Committee. Yep. Um, but I don't know if she's been on, uh, I know she's been on some boards and commissions too. Yeah, yeah. But yes, she's very actively involved, again, in all sorts of ways, um, but especially as, as a firefighter. Yeah. But yes, if anyone's out there and even thinking about, you know, a way to serve, as you know, we need so many more volunteers. And you get like 70 cents a call, right? Or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Chan's killing it. If he did the 100, so, you know, seven bucks. Yes, yes. As you know, not about the money, about the service. Making a difference. About the He's service. all about making a difference. Yeah. That's very cool. All right, let's play a game. Awesome. We got lots of games. Okay. Oh, well, first of all, I want to thank you. Not only are you a state rep, but you have supported Friends of Feeney in the past, and that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, you've attended almost every toy drive that we've ever had at Sockstars, so thank you so much and your generosity and your uh, coming by and making a quick Facebook video and helping advertise and promote. So here's two picks. Absolutely. There, that was well, you all, again, 2020, you I think. You immediately kind of always galvanize and organize yourselves to meet the needs, so... Whenever I see that you all are, are putting an event together, it means there's an immediate need yeah. in our community. So and always always happy to And then this was, I think, this year. Or maybe it was the same year. No, it was different years. I think it was a different year. I know. No, We're all in COVID, COVID brain. I see two masks. Um, I'm wearing different shirts. So that's cool. Yeah, no, you were great. It says, like, you know, Show care for our kids. Friends of Feeney collecting toys for children of all ages at LaSalle today until 4. Thank you, Eric, for leading kindness. See, back to kindness. Throughout our community, we'll get school. Yeah, and we've helped families and uh, delivered. I think we would helped this year 20 families of all ages and um, just continue helping, making a difference. That's, That's all awesome. it's about and being yeah. a good friend. Yeah. And what you might not know since we last connected is I, I've always certainly worked in the nonprofit sector, so I'm also still actually working part-time at Connecticut Food Share. Oh. So that's where I'm kind of spending time outside of my state representative role now. Nice. Um, so What's your role? So I'm working directly with the team as a strategy coordinator. So we're really implementing what is a brand-new strategic plan for the organization, You know, really trying to make sure that 
Uh, the organization is getting into all the communities that have a high need, you know, really trying to take on more efforts uh, for culturally preferred foods. So we're meeting the needs of so many neighbors and also just getting at a lot of the root causes of hunger in our communities. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, we know there's just been tremendous need ever since the pandemic. Uh, and so I'm just been thrilled to be a part of the team there for a little over you know a year. Al Marino? I do know Al, yeah. absolutely. Love yes. Al. Yeah. Al's a good friend. Yeah, yeah. Yankee fan, great person, part of the chamber. Yep. And then Jason followed up. I want him to be a podcast yes, guest. He'd be I a sent great him an guest. email. He'd be a great it reminds guest. me to follow up. I got to follow up about the email. Yes. To get him on the podcast. Yeah, he's very animated, uh, passionate, loves his job. Yeah. And does it very well. Because yeah, that's Connecticut Future is thriving. That's cool that you do that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 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 You were with Connecticut Women Education Labor Fund. So close. So close. Mm. Yes. I think we first met when I was executive director of the Connecticut Women's Education and Legal Fund. Legal well, Fund. Yeah. So very close. Very close. Uh, yeah. It's a tough one. And I was doing that, you know, leading the charge across our state on a lot of gender equity issues before running, running for this role. Yeah. Yeah. And how's it going? Since November 2020, how's it I been? I know, I know. It's and been only in that time whirlwind. you've been two legislative cycles since November 2020? So, right, we have uh, a legislative session. Um, you know, we have it really the first half of every year, mm -hmm. um, but our terms are two years. So I've basically completed one term, mm -hmm. and I'm in the midst of this second term. Gotcha. Um, and we started session in January, uh, and so we are in the midst of a lot of public hearings, again, on all the range of bills um, that have been brought up by legislators across the state. Now, there are four bills. These oh. are random. Can I bring them up Please. and talk on them? Let's do it. Let's see. I got them on the phone and I got them. Um, one is about regionalizing schools. Oh, fascinating. Okay. What do you, what's your take on region? Re, let me see if I well, can I'm get Well, I'm curious it. what the, at, at the heart of being a legislator, you always want to know what the actual language okay, is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, you got it. Okay, what is it? All right, that's one. All right, so this is from Looney, okay. 11th District. Okay. Where's Looney? He's down in New Haven. New Haven? New Haven and Hamden. An act to encouraging local school districts to regionalize. Hmm. It's a section, uh, reduce the reimbursement. So if you have less than 25,000 residents and you're not a member of a regional school district, I don't know, you can, it's, it's A, B, C, D, Lots one, two. Lots of sections two. to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, again, having, having written, kind of read the bill, I'm assuming what the bill is trying to get at is how can we, especially in districts that have few students, encourage that they are coordinating with other districts. Yeah. Um, as someone, again, growing up in Norfolk, we had a regional school district. So I went to Norfolk um, for school till sixth grade, but then middle school, high school, you know, we went to a regional school. Yep. Um, so I'm imagining what he's trying to get at is how to ensure that, you know, some of these local schools that might have interest in, you know, kind of regionalizing even at a higher grade level are thinking about that and incentivized yep. to do that. Um, and one of the reasons I know that often comes up is 
you know, when we think about the services, especially for kids, you know, sometimes when schools um, lose population, they can't keep up a lot of the services for mm -hmm. the kids because of the budget needs of those towns. Um, so sometimes, you know, there's interest in regionalizing, you know, from those students and from those parents because they're losing out on services. Um, so I'm not sure what the bill does around incentivizing, but I would, I would hope that schools are just kind of open to what more they could offer their students by thinking about regionalization. Oh, because I'm cool with it, but I, I thought yeah. it was like maybe being the Hartford region. So oh, we all went no, to a school like so. West Hartford, Hartford, Bloomfield, and you kind of make, but it's, but yeah, like it's Woodbury, all, Connecticut yeah. per, per se, my friend, kids go there and there's like, it's called like District 15. Right, right, exactly. So they all, Pomperog, Nanawag, yeah. and they all go to different, that's the only district. Yeah. All right, cool. Have you heard about this one or no? Not yet. Uh, I haven't, I should say, especially because I imagine it's in the education committee. I'm not on the education committee. Gotcha. So what tends to happen for us as legislators is as house members of the legislature, we tend to be on three committees. And if you're a state senator, you tend to be on five or six committees. And you'll often know the most, as you might imagine, about what's happening in those committees. And then you try to stay aware of what's happening in other committees um, as bills come forward. But um, often we don't pay attention to the bills until after they're voted out of committee because that kind of distinguishes bills that have a better shot, you know, long term. Um, so I would really look at to see if this bill had a public hearing and then if it got voted out of committee, that's when I would probably kind of start paying attention uh, to yep, yep, learning yep. more about it so that um, I would know more if it was going to come forward for a full vote. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And learn something a little bit about the procedure. Yeah. Just a bill, just an ordinary bill, sitting here on Cap Capitol <laughs> Hill. Oh, wow. Uh, that's right. You know what that's from? Oh, yes. <laughs> How a bill becomes a law. Um, and So this is from Steinberg. Okay. 136. Okay. You know where that is? I do. Down uh, in Fairfield County. An act concerning emission standards for gas-powered home appliances and establishing a loan fund for replacement of such appliances. Mm. So this is to reduce emissions from gas-powered home appliances. Yes. Is that like stoves microwaves yes. so uh, again not I, gas obviously my, mics but yeah stoves primarily um this is likely in the energy and technology committee which representative steinberg chairs uh so in the legislature um we have it's it's joint committee so ha house member and a senate member will both chair a committee and this bill, again, my awareness of it is that there has been some research about the emissions that come off of kind of gas-powered products in Makes your sense. home yeah. um, can be detrimental to your health. And so it's certainly something that we've had in our lives for many years, yeah. but there has been some research on this. So I think what this bill is trying to do is, again, provide a fund that if you were replacing again, that gas-powered item, you know, in a, let's say a stove in your home, that you could have funding in order to replace it. Okay. Uh, again, not something that uh, has been probably talked about significantly as, um, uh, you know, 
as a big public health issue, but it definitely has come about with more research lately that uh, it's something to be aware of. And I think he's just trying to come up with a solution of how to make sure that Makes people sense. can replace their stoves. And, all right, so this is Michael, uh, rep, maybe Michelle or Michelle, Michael. yes. An act concerning fear, chase, and hunting. So amendment to require hunters to wear blue garments and prohibit the use of orange and pink blazers to promote fear chase of hunting i guess you don't really have to speak on that but all right maybe the color do animals see blue different than they see orange and pink or are you i don't know are you on the hunting committee no. is there a hunting committee there's no hunting there's actually a sports sportswoman caucus okay uh so i'm sure they're looking at this bill representative yeah. michelle um actually represents an area down in stanford and he's a part of the Animal Rights Caucus. So oh, I also imagine okay. this is why okay. he's put this forward. So you're probably right. There's probably some connection around blue and animals that we're not aware of. Because all the hunters wear the big orange hats, yes. orange vests. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or they wear camo. Or they I mean, wear I would camo. Maybe yeah. say don't wear the cam. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about hunting. As you can as you can tell, like you can, it. One of the key things about being a legislator is that you do need to remain just curious because all these bills you're bringing up, you, it kind of generates all these questions. Yeah. You just all these questions that you don't know the answer to. And you know, it makes you kind of dig into issues that you don't know a lot about. All right, last one, then we'll, yeah. play, a, we'll play a fun game okay. after these. This is fun to me. So this, this is fun, is all right. This is cool, this is what you do, obviously, right? I'm yeah. glad I got this, because yeah. I did a quick little Google search on some new bills. and. Yeah. All right, uh, Rep. Candelaria. Okay, Candelaria, yep. Am I saying that right? Resolution proposing a state con constitutional amendment concerning voting rights for certain residents of the state to allow undocumented in immigrants to, that are residents of the state to vote in municipal and state elections. Okay, yes, I am familiar with this bill. We've had- Where's she from? Where's Rep? He is oh, he. down uh, in, uh, Southern Connecticut, um, down in uh, kind of New Haven, uh, Bridgeport area. So, uh, so you you interact with all the state reps. We do. And yeah. You would you pass a law for your for your district only, mm -hmm. but but sometimes will he need you on his side to help pass this or then? Great question. Yeah. So for any bill, um, you know, it's always better to have a coalition mm -hmm. of your of your colleagues behind a bill rather than doing it alone um, not just for the votes but really to get to the point where you could even get a vote because in the legislative process we could propose a bill but you have to actually have it heard in a public hearing in a committee and then you need to have it voted out of that committee and then you have to have enough support amongst your colleagues for it to be even considered for a vote on the floor so it definitely is about you know kind of building a coalition of supporters and what you'll find with most bills that we pass in the legislature the vast majority of them are bipartisan you don't often we don't often hear about that in the news because mm -hmm. it's it's um, not controversial, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, what you'll end up finding is that um, often 
bills as well, like this one um, from the representative, it might start out with certain language, like in this proposed form, but then by the time we vote on it, it might look very different because um, he may have taken into account feedback, you know, from other legislators or members of the public that will change the bill by the time we vote on it um, as a gotcha. full House or Senate. Um, so this bill, like several others this session, I think was trying to kind of get at um, how we create greater access to voting in our state. Um, there's also a bill actually to reduce the voting age to 16, which is oh, wow. um, a really interesting concept. I've talked with some Connor students that about. One? I'm not sure who proposed that one. Um, it's been proposed a few different years. Um, but 16? Yeah, 16. What's your take on that? Um, I actually would be supportive of it because I think, you know, the, the more that we kind of engage folks in kind of the democratic process mm -hmm. and what it means to be a part of um, kind of civic engagement and what it means to have a civic duty as a voter. Um, in speaking with Conard students over the years, I think, you know, they they want to kind of see their voices heard. Um, and that when we kind of look at all of the issues that we face, in some ways you could kind of make the case that uh, our young people, you know, are even more invested in what our world's going to look like in 50 years, you know, especially if you think about issues about our climate, yeah. you know, some of our young people, rightly so, you know, kind of look at what we've done and say, you know, why have you not <laughs> done more? You know, I'm the one who's going to have to. And it'll to, affect me more because right, I'll be here. Right, it'll affect me more. Wow. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I think that we do have to, you know, really look at how our youth can be a part of, you know, what our democracy looks like. I think I like forward. that one. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you I know you you'll for... have to test it out with your students, see what they think My about it. My girls will be 16 soon. Yeah. So maybe that's funny. Well, thank you for sharing about yeah. proposed bills. I learned something new. I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always trying to learn something new and uh, very interesting stuff. Yes, very Any interesting. Busy job. Constantly reading, researching. It is. Talking to folks. And it is, yeah, yeah. And I have to say, um, as someone who, you know, I, I kind of had had an experience of being an advocate on the kind of the outside, you know, often uh, advocating for certain issues over the years to, to legislators. And so that was helpful because I understood the process. But now, again, kind of putting on the legislator hat, you realize just how much you have to take in so many different perspectives and constantly kind of be evaluating um, what your constituents think, what the research says, you know, what your own personal values are, you know, you know, what is better for your district and the state, right? Like you're kind of weighing all those things on a regular basis to, to try to make the best decision. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think it's great. And then all this talk, and I had a long day of shoveling. <laughs> I shoveled. First you got to, you know, just your driveway, Eric? Or? First, you got to broom off the cars. You do. You do. You do. And then I broke out the new, I got, I inherited my father-in-law's snowblower, oh, which is a mean you. machine. It's lucky like the you. Cadillac of snowblowers. So I'm going along, doing great. And my wife's like, Kathy's. And I'm like, really? She suggested I do the neighbors. So you're all about kindness, Being Eric. a good this, friend, this seems like I couldn't say no. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, like fine. And, but this thing went across the street. And she, her driveway's huge. It goes around the back. Just boom, boom. I was like, and then uh, 
Liz came over and thanked me. I was like, well, you really should thank Nicole because she suggested I do this. I don't know if that was a good answer, but I said, you know, I have to take care of Kathy. Kathy's a wonderful neighbor. Uh, we love her. Like, you know, she's known the girls since they were born, knitted sweaters for them, and just a fantastic person, great neighbor, great friend. So I had to do it. But then we went, then I was already outside, and the girls, you know, being in high school, I'm like, hey, you want to go sledding? Right. Maybe you'll see some friends. Had a fish around the shed and the sheds, lawnmower stuff here, tent stuff here, stepping over the golf clubs here to get the... But you found the sleds. Found the sleds. Okay, thank goodness. So my cheeks might still be a little red, but then we sled. And then, it, you know, we had to build a ramp. And they, you know, they dared me to go down it. And I'm, you know, I'm getting a little older now to go on a ramp with... So you got the snow tube with the air. Yeah. Safe, cushion. Yeah. Or the hard ones... No, I got a bad back. I can't break my spine no. on a day off of snow no. days. Um, and, but I did it. You know, I had to show off. The girls got it on video. Right, exactly. And uh, then I see a bunch of former students or current students and parents. It's just a great day. And, but, uh, Especially because we haven't had a snow day right? this year. We need at least so one. We need, uh, you know, we need a couple more in. Well, we had one on... December 23rd, the Friday before Christmas. Oh. No snow. Okay. Not okay. a drop, okay. but they canceled out of precaution. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. But this You'll is a real deal snow day. Yes. So I had a long day, and I'm hungry, but I like to eat some food with you and try I some food. I would love it. I would and love it. This is Doro. We love Doro. Doro. Uh, Scott Miller. Yes. Podcast guest. Awesome. Uh, supporter. And they just opened their second location. Windsor, up right? Up in Windsor, yeah, by the um, airport. So we got the mozzarella tomato sandwich. Ooh. These are both cut in half. And nice. then we got the fig and pig prosciutto on a croissant. Nice. Um, yeah, Scott Miller and Dorian. Dorian. So when Scott was a cook, they called him Scotto. And when Dorian was cooking, they called him Doro. So they were like, hey... Uh, that's like how they talk. Every chef just put an O at someone's name. And so they, they <laughs> so took that. you'll be Erico yeah, and I have to be Cato or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't so that's know where Doro that came from. But this is, uh, so we got that. Oh, amazing. We got. Do you have a favorite item there? Because I definitely have my go-to items in So Doro. I will not go and leave without uh, the hummus, pita, and olives yes. to go. Yes. Like I get that the every time. The hummus is. P Fantastic. The best. Because um, people don't realize that it's the Zahara hummus. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, that, yeah. that's the connection that we often have to make. And then we got the make. pizza. Got the pizza. Cut in half again. We got some for Kyle. And Kyle's, Kyle's going to win on this. <laughs> yeah. And then the best are the Nutella croissants. Oh, yes. I know. That's and then I asked to cut to those in half. It. Yeah. But they said, you know, it would you ruin spill the, the, it would spill ruin the, the, the croissant if the, you cut those in half. The reveal. <laughs> um... But again, fantastic place. They own Treva, Avere, yes. uh, ABC, uh, Artisan Burger Company in Manchester. But yeah, we just and went Zahara. to Zahara. Yep. And then when you're at Zahara, you got to get the, the feta, uh, the whipped feta, the beets, and like these uh, little chickpeas. And, and then you get the pitas and you just have it mixed. Yeah. But it's a great place. What, and what I just love about... Doro, especially coming to fruition last few years, is 
as you know, in a way, like I can't imagine life without it now, but we really didn't have a space that was open the hours that they are yeah. for food, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and take home and could just be such a gathering spot. On Good that food corner. too. And, uh, and so many of our neighbors can wa easily walk to and then, it. And the and weather's nice. They put up the outside. Yeah. Um, oh, what was cool too. I, um, I was a vegetarian for a while, but then I stopped. And then the king of rap. Yes. Uh, chicken sandwich. Yes. I, I picked it up for our, my schools right there. So my kid, uh, I forgot what the celebration was, but my teacher friends were celebrating. My third grade team, Lynn, uh, Leah and Carrie Lynn. Um, they're like, Feeney, we'll order, but you got to pick it up. Yeah. So I got it and uh, like I got my chicken sandwich and on my drive to back to Wolkit from Doro, which is Not about thirty seconds. Yeah, I ate the whole chicken sandwich. Yeah, it was that good. Yeah. So, uh, and they were like, "You're gonna eat with us, right?" And I'm like, <laughs> um, "I kind of already ate, but I'll sit with you and yeah. chat." I just couldn't because we, you know, they're busy. So Very uh, busy. by the time I got it, which is why a, a hot tip is I order ahead. Yes. I use, use yes. toast tab for all those Dora lovers out there. I use the toast tab because yeah. then I can just go pick up my item, especially um, I'm, I'm known to pick up my chai latte uh, before I go to the Capitol. Um, and yeah, that kind of makes my morning. Do they put morning. the cute little thing on it? Is it the green one? The chai? No, no, no. You're thinking of the matcha probably, oh. right? But they Matcha make the little the flower green. with yes. the foam. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, that's that's one of my go-tos. No, Doro's amazing. What's the take on now? So we have Doro. Yeah. We're gonna have Dunkin' Donuts. We do and then we're Donuts. gonna have a Starbucks. I know. Is that a lot? It seems we're obsessed with I mean, coffee. People need their coffee. <laughs> Sitting in Gaster Park and just talking and about it, Purgatory, who yeah. also, you know, is getting more business. It seems, you know, we just love our coffee. Purgatory so, moved 100 feet away. Yeah. And shout out to Alvarium. We're really excited. They're going to be coming in. Alvarium, good stuff. Um, people love coffee. They do. So I guess, and I will say, as I am not a coffee drinker, I'm a tea drinker, but I, all these places, they got tea, too. So, I mean, <laughs> I definitely am a, am a consumer um, and a frequent visitor at all these locations. Plus, I think there's something about, again, just the opportunity to gather. You know, all of these spots, True. you know, are often places where, you know, yes, we get that, you know, kind of joy out of our coffee or tea, but they're often kind of places in our community where we can yeah. gather, too. And uh, I love that the Windsor, if you walk in the Windsor, it's across yeah. from, it's right next to a bowling alley across from the airport. You walk in, it looks exactly, exactly. like yeah. the West Hartford yeah. one. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. They've, and they're doing great things because it's busy there now too. So. Correct. Correct. Cheers to Doro. And Cheers to Doro. They have supported our golf tournament. Our oh, first awesome. ever Friends of Feeney Golf Tournament, Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah. Raised $10,000. We Amazing. helped Rachel Webster. She's a 10-year-old with UN sarcoma. Um, all the proceeds went to her, where Doro made 100 breakfast sandwiches for awesome. the golfers. Awesome. And they were a huge hit. So thank you, Scott. And then they supported a family. One of my uh, former students, Jason, lost his father, and they had a celebration of life, and mm. they made a, a nice spread. And Doro, awesome. whatever I ask them, to, they'll, they'll help out. And our 50th podcast at Playhouse on Park. They did the whole spread of amazing food. 
Well, I'm, again, I'm joy. hungry. Food is joy. You get you. first choice. So whatever you want to do. I'm going to go in on the croissants. All I right. I tell you. Because in, in? I'm going to go on this. Uh, in my house, uh, the Nutella jar often comes out just with a spoon. You know, you don't yeah. need to put nope. Nutella on anything. It by itself is... Uh, I always thought the rule of uh, Get it. You already touched podcasting it. You own that. was, you know, not to eat while podcasting. So I love that this is the rule oh, we're breaking of, all, we're of, breaking of barriers. Friends of Feeney that you're supposed to eat while podcasting. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, we mm. wanted hot basil. Mm. I saw Matt today. Matt's my buddy. Yeah. At the sledding. So I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast yeah, with gonna- Kate. He's like, unfortunately, I can't get it till 4:45. I could maybe had Kyle run out and get it, but but we picked up Doro. Mm-mm-mm. What do you normally get at Hot Basil, though? That's what we didn't talk about. Drunken noodles. Drunken noodle, with what? Spicy with chicken. It used to be spicy mm. with tofu, but now it's spicy with chicken. Oh. And then, well, they throw in the dumplings for me. They throw in the spring rolls for me, and then the girls get two mango bubble teas. Mm. Bridget gets pad thai chicken. Neela gets drunken noodle. Uh, she's the vegetarian. Drunken noodle tofu. And my wife loves the chicken soup. I've never had it. It's not on soup. the menu. Oh, that's you why. You have to call. It, you should call and say you want the chicken soup. Okay. The Nicole Feeney special. When she's feeling like sick. One day we got it three days in a row. Does it have dumplings in it? It has. No, it's just like chicken. Mm. But you can make it. She loves extra cilantro. And it has the noodles, the sea, uh, water noodles, and just, and you could put this, like, this little, te- little, little container of spicy food. Mm. Spicy, like an oily spice, like a chili spice. Oh, chili oil, probably. Chili, oh. Yeah. You can make, you sweat. Right. Like, yeah. n- nose starts to run, beat it up on your sweat. sweat. That is good to know, because sometimes I get, in a, in a mode, to your point, I often want a wonton soup and that sounds very similar to yeah. what it what it could be no i would love hot basil i would have to say for years they've been my og favorite mm. and my girls go and we we enjoy it and they're really welcoming and friendly and i had one of the the, the sons they have twins dead? oh they have twins you and the twins you're fine love the twins, the twins. We, we gotta have the twin connection <laughs> So, speaking of which, yeah. next question, favorite restaurant. Favorite? Okay, that's, that, cannot, you on the spot. that cannot happen. You know that, Eric. <laughs> as, as the state rep for the entire 20th district, there's no way I can choose a favorite. Maybe one in your hometown or mm. in New York City. or Because there's a follow-up question. Okay. Well, I will say, especially because we're sitting here, I, I want to choose that we talk about where we're sitting around Gastro Park yep. Yep. because to me, what's amazing about it is that there's an ever-changing options mm-hmm. of, <laughs> of food, which I love because I'm someone that I love variety. I love trying new things. And that's what I've loved about the Gastro Park concept yeah. and them constantly bringing in new food trucks. Um, so I'm going to go with that. I agree. I, well, 
that's the benefit, and that's what they really have going for them. Yeah. Like they constantly change. Again, I have a vegetarian. Uh, my wife loves pasta. When you come down here, everyone's happy. Totally. You, get, you want to go there? Here, here's your 10 bucks. You get what you want. Completely. You get what you want. You get what you want. And have you tried their smash burgers here? No. Oh, my. The Brooke Goff was on a podcast, yeah. and we, we tried yeah. all three different. They have a patio burger, so petition burger, and then I tried to trick her with a McDonald's burger. She didn't fall for it. She knew right away. <laughs> but uh, these smash burgers are my favorite burger. I'll go on record. They're my favorite really? burgers. Favorite burgers. And they okay. make a, like a Whopper sauce, but it's oh, homemade. Oh, so they have their own sauce. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Mm. And they have these new shirts now that say smash burgers, pet dogs, which are really cool. Which is a good combo. I just saw that. And, I was and like, our dogs have met before. Yes. Yes. Barkley and, and Lizzie. 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 I know. I know. That's what I used to call my sister. My sister's Elizabeth. Oh. Dizzy Lizzie. Yes, Lizzie was all about the snow today already. How about Barkley? Well, Barkley. Well, a corgi or something. She's a corgi. Corgi. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Barkley. So while I uh, brushed up the cars and did the driveway, he was out in the front. Yeah. And the snow was like wet, so it was right. like sticking to his fur. Uh. <laughs> And then finally he looked at me, he's like, dude, I had enough. Like, <laughs> let me in. And my, of course, there's no towel at the front door. My wife's on a call with work. Yeah. So, you know, I have snow all over my boots. So what do I do? Just let them go. Right. My wife gives me the look like, how dare you let this snow <laughs> mutt covered dog just in the house and shakes off. Living, living his best life. Oh, yeah. I tell you. I tell you. Plus... Has Barkley visited the dog park, West Hartford Dog Park? Yes. Awesome. It was really muddy the day we went, yeah. and they had the, the smaller one and the bigger one. Right, right. But uh, we loved it, right yeah. by the old St. Bridget's, which yep. is going to be the new... New community center. You want to speak on that? Because aren't you part of that? And yeah, you, I'd be happy to. So, is that where the $5 million is going? Well, uh, what happened uh, about two years ago is we started talking with the town and the state about really what we could do to support this type of new community center because what we've often heard in um, Elmwood especially is Elmwood Community Center does so much yeah. but they're really limited in what they feel they can do because of the space and uh, one of the things that the town had been talking with residents about is not only do we want a new community center but how do we bring you know you know, a whole range of folks, our seniors and our students yep. and our families together in one space. And that's where the St. Bridget uh, property kind of idea came to came from because, you know, it had been a school in our community that, you know, had closed down and it was a prime location because it's right next to beach, you know, to our Beachland Park. And uh, so, for us at the state level, so myself and the other West Hartford legislators, we were able to secure a state grant um, of a couple million dollars for the town to then purchase that property. And, and now uh, the step that the town is going through is they've kind of gathered all this great community feedback on what do we want this center to be, uh, not just in regards to what's in it, you know, like our library and senior center and 
teen center. event space, teen center, but also, you know, how um, is it a kind of more greener building? How is it connected to the park? Um, and uh, those designs have really come to fruition, and now the town is really working on, you know, what what does it look like from, you know, kind of a construction time frame. You know, how can we get this done in the next, you know, three three years, hopefully, um, and you know, really putting the funding together to build what will be this, you know, kind of transformational project for our community. And I have just been so excited, as you said, to kind of have a small part in that. And I know from a transportation standpoint too, I was just talking with some community members because we wanna make sure, um, for instance, that our bus route you know, goes yep. over to that location. So that's happening. We wanna make sure. I don't think it's currently a bus no, route. No, right? it's not. Yeah. So we've been talking about making sure that that happens. Um, we've been um, discussing, again, how to make sure that you know, we could keep the dog park you know, as a part of that location Is too. Is that gonna be permanent? So we're hoping. That's you know, hope, yeah, that's the hope. Because, because then, again, it's kind of in all these, again, kind of opportunities for engagement are in one location. Uh, yeah, so lots to come mm. on that, but I think, again, it just speaks to especially having this, you know, kind of landmark building and a building that's bringing so many people together in Elmwood is just a really exciting thing for the future of our neighborhood. Yeah, and Liam Sweeney's involved too, right? Yeah, so all of the town council members um, are very actively involved in this and it really is, you know, a partnership like many of the projects we do of state funding, of local funding, uh, because, you know, we, we always want to make sure that these projects, again, kind of have uh, that local town support, um, but that we can bring some state resources so that, you're, you know, it's not all borne by our property taxes, you know, that we can nice. bring some state resources to bear. Because uh, former podcast guest, yeah. Liam Sweeney, yes. go back and check it out. And uh, Derek Slap involved, another former yes, podcast absolutely. guest. Yeah. So what do you rep more, speaking of Derek Slap, Syracuse sure. guy? He is. Do you rep more Yukon or Syracuse? Because you're both. Oh, Yukon. Oh, my gosh. Especially okay. growing up in Connecticut, okay. going to Yukon, okay. um, being at Yukon in, you know, the uh, late 90s, 2001, you know. How many absolute, basketball championships did they win? Absolute glory years. I believe, well, between the women and the men, um, there was probably three or four yeah. during that time frame. Um, so I am Yukon through and through. Okay. I, I, it's it's you, kind of weird to mention that I go to Syracuse I know, you kind of sold year. out. Oh, what? Because um, my graduate program was one year there. So it was a quick, quick moment in Syracuse. Um, and I absolutely, if Yukon played Syracuse, there'd be no doubt. I'd be wearing the, the blue and white. Actually, nice. I'm going um, to the Yukon game tomorrow night uh, at Excel Center. So I'm very excited about oh, that. nice. Who is it? UConn versus DePaul. Yep, so it's men's the, la women's. Men's. It's the nice. last uh, home game Very cool. of the season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Yeah. There was a follow-up question. So you're oh, at Gastro okay. Park. Oh, yeah. You can eat with four guests. Four Dead guests. or alive. Dead or alive. Who are you eating oh. with? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm. I'm going to try mm -hmm. this Nutella. You didn't even, he asked you, the hard You had the croissant stuff. As, you you as just soon you, you left as all the I, Nutella. As, as soon as he's going to take my Nutella croissant. Oh, yeah. I'll get my own croissant. Hard I, as I touch yours. 
Okay. Let me start with, and then you're going to have to answer this question too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Okay. Has Kyle answered this question before? Let's ask Kyle. Because <laughs> this is a hard question. Okay. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get started with this. So. I'm going to say that one of these people, uh, of the four, actually is someone that's been a part of my life for many years, uh, which is none other than singer-songwriter James Taylor. Ooh. Always love James Taylor. He plays a big role in my life. So. How many times have you been to Tanglewood? 26. Wait. You've been to... That's it? Just 26? Just 26. Oh, wow. Just 26. Our last podcast guest, Colleen Conway. Probably the same. Really? Love James Taylor. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So Colleen is probably, yeah, her numbers are probably pretty high, too. Uh, so I think James Taylor would be, would be on the list. I also think um, incredible role model inspiration to me, uh, who is Shirley Chisholm. Mm -hmm. would be on the list um you know she was such a groundbreaker the first african-american woman in congress uh she you know courageously ran for president in the 1970s and just really stood for justice and equity and uh you know didn't take no for an answer so there's a wonderful picture book in the Woolcott library really about her about her, her. Yep. oh how special how it's like 1976 maybe -ish. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rita Moreno. I'm a huge fan of Rita Moreno. For this, those that don't know uh, yeah. Rita, uh, she is uh, an EGOT. Do you know what an EGOT is? <laughs> <laughs> she has, she's one of the few uh, in the hint. world Give me a hint that have won an Emmy. A Grammy, uh, an Oscar, Oscar Tony. and a Tony. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And she is the only Latina to have done so. And she is uh, in her early 90s now, I believe. Oh, wow. And she has, the I mean, she has way more energy than both of us combined. <laughs> and she is someone, again, having met her and, and watched her over the years, she really has the mantra of living life to its fullest and... Uh, really, uh, she always says she dances every day. She's often known as um, starring in West Side Story, the movie yep. okay. um, in the 1950s, and that's what she um, really found fame for. Uh, but she's just one of those people I look to, and I think that's who I want to be. You know, when I'm in my 90s, you know, I want to, yeah. I want to, you know, live, Rita, live that freedom. Rita, what, Rita Moreno. Rita, Rita Moreno. Moreno. Yes. All right. Um, and then. The, the fourth person, actually, um, speaking of living life to the fullest, I have to say, just on such a personal level now, I actually would um, bring to that meal one of my dear friends uh, who passed away earlier this January, um, my colleague, Representative Quentin Williams, um, who we unfortunately lost. And he was someone who... Uh, is is just a shining light in my life um, we were we were very close friends and he uh, just in many ways was my biggest uh, cheerleader uh, in my legislative life and I think of him 
every day when I go to the legislative building and, you know, really, you know, he was always there with me trying to cause good trouble. And he was always the life of the party. So to me and having him <laughs> a part of that table, yeah. um, we would not only have a great time, but we would, again, kind of come up uh, with some kind of great trouble that we could get into to kind of make the world a better place. I know, so unfortunate and tragic. I had never met him, but I read so much about him. And yeah, we lost a wonderful person. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry for your loss. And that's Q. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you know, a lot of people, he left uh, left a legacy, so. He did, he did. And we're carrying that on for him. Yeah. Great choices, really great choices. Sounds like a fantastic dinner. I would, I I would so. love to be there. Yeah, I that's think a, so. Those are really good so answers. So now you have to answer. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've had this before, so I okay, usually so go. Okay, so you're prepared. Okay. I, but I might switch it up sometimes, but I usually go Mr. Rogers. Uh, okay, okay. Um, old Dirty Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan. Nice, nice. <laughs> and Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw in Larry Bird now. Ooh. Larry Bird is a, a different okay. one. Okay. I usually go, you know, um, I've said Larry Bird. I've said Michael Jordan. I've said Biggie Smalls. I've said... Depends how I'm feeling. How you know, I'm feeling, I, um, yeah. Podcasts now, I like, you know, um, this guy. Uh, Bill Simmons does the rewatchables. Oh, he, I don't know he that. He rewatches movies. Okay, He's really, cool. really cool. Um, um, you know, just... And then someone that I lost, maybe like my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I never met my dad's dad, mm-hmm. Patrick Feeney, who okay. gives us the Irish heritage. Oh, okay. So it would be cool to kind of meet him. What you probably don't know, too, is I have Irish heritage, Come too. Come on. But it's not as recognizable because my last name, Farrar, is my Italian side. Yep. But my middle name is Callahan. Nice. That's my mother's maiden name. And they gave you that as your middle name? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah I like when yeah. that, that happens. Yeah. Callahan. Callahan. Re- that's pretty yeah. Irish. Pretty Irish. Pretty Irish there. Are you 50-50, Irish and Italian? No, I'm more... Um, my my on my dad's side it was Italian and Lithuanian. Okay. And then on my mom's side it was Irish and German. So I'm kind All of right. split. At I'm least from my knowledge, because so, uh, I haven't done like the full. I haven't done it yet either. Like, you know, but my sister testing, did it, but, so I'm like, ah, I'm, odds are I'm just like yeah, you. Yeah. But I get the Feeney name. That's Irish. Yeah. And then Italian and also Lithuanian. Oh Very my cool. gosh. Subatitis. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, you hear people think, oh, you're Feeney, you're so Irish, but. I love it, and I'm pretty Irish, but Brown, uh, Carmela Brown, Mary Patrick Feeney. Okay. And, uh, very cool. Yeah. All right, learning something new. Kate is Irish. That's right. Remind me. Oh, I have a gift. Oh, what's this? This is from Dazzled oh, stop. Creations. Daisy's Dazzled Creations. Daisy oh, is cool. a coworker of mine. Okay. And she made this wonderful keychain. Oh, nice. I like to share that with you. Thank you. That's from Daisy. Thank she you, works at Woke at School. She does? I taught her daughter. What does she, what does she do? She's I a teacher's it. assistant. She's fantastic. Oh, thank you, Daisy. And then in her time, she does that. And I've been that. giving them to guests. This proves I won't lose my keys. Right? That tell thing's you, massive. <laughs> I can tell you that is the daily conversation in our house. One would think that you put the things, keys in the same place all the time. But, you know, that only makes sense. So this can definitely, this can definitely help me. Very thank cool. Thank you for that. And you do have a magnet. I do. You do have a We mind. got it on the fridge at home. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very we cool. definitely do. Very cool. All right, so we got some games. Okay. What minute are we, Kyle? It's 67 on episode 67. 
Whoa. When, minute, I, when I asked. Imagine that, 67 on you 67. You knew it, you knew it, you knew it. Well, let me just shout out. We won. This is a cool poster. This was sponsored, this poster sponsored by Westfield Bank. So thank awesome. you Westfield Bank for making this. But Friends of Feeney was favorite nonprofit of the West Hartford. That's right. 2020, can you see that, Kyle? Favorite nonprofit. So three years ago, third place. Last year, second place. This year, first place. All about winner, winner, progress, chicken dinner. incremental growth. So uh, as voted by the West Hartford community members, uh, Matt Heller designed this. Matt Heller's on the board. Matt Heller also works for Westfield Bank. Matt Heller takes pictures. Matt Heller wins the website. Matt Heller is a wonderful addition to the Friends of Feeney Board of Directors. He is awesome. Um, it gets overwhelming as a teacher, as a dad, of as course. this. And so Matt is a good friend. You can't do it alone. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Westfield Bank. Wanted to share that. I love it. Oh, and then we got some oh, small yeah. What's state this? provisions. Curry maple granola. Ooh. Thank you, small state. Kevin's going to be on the podcast soon. Kevin, they're growing. They're moving. All right, so we got that, that, that game. Do you want to do state game? Bird game, crazy questions, or dice game? State game? State game. Bird game. Bird game. What are the other options? Dice game. Dice game. Crazy questions. Crazy questions. I want to throw some dice. I All want, right. I want the dice game. Dice game. Okay. So this is Let's Talk. This is a learning resource. This is for ages five and up. I like it. I think you can handle that, right? Five and up. Some days I can. So you're going to roll them? <laughs> Other days I'm not so sure. <laughs> we'll let you roll. Okay. How many do you want to roll? There's six of them. And then you answer a question. And they're really cool. Get oh, the conversation okay. going. Okay. We'll say four. Four. So you roll off. I'll roll first. You roll, please. I'll roll first, and I will answer a question. Boom. Okay. You pick one of them? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Borrow something without asking and broke it. What should you do? Would you rather have a boat or a plane? Oh. I really, all right, I'm going to just stop reading here because I really do want a boat. Well, you really do you want like? a boat? Well, I want a catamaran. Oh, I see. So the in-laws have a house in Lake George now. Nice. On a golf course. Nice. And uh, it's like a summer house. Okay. And we go to Lake George. Cool. And I've, been, I've never been in my life, and now we yeah. go three summers in a row. Mm. And we rented a catamaran, uh, no, a pontoon boat, excuse me, catamaran, not a catamaran. Okay. Catamaran what is a catamaran? Catamaran oh. requires a, a, a lot more skill. Okay, okay. <laughs> Not a catamaran. Scratch that because I have no sailing skills from Waterbury. We don't get in the water. Um, pontoon boat. Mm. Those are the cool 10-seaters, mm. like, surrounded in a couch. You go yeah. out. I want a pontoon boat. Okay. I'm trying to get my brother-in-law to go halvesies on a pontoon nice. boat. Nice. So I would like a boat. Sam. What minute are we so I can show Sam that we're going to get a pontoon boat at Lake George? All right. Make all your dreams come true. What food would you like to try? When I broke something, I would just, you know, return it and pay for it. So Kate's up. Kate's okay, rolling. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Okay. What sport or activity do you like and why? All right. I have to say what immediately comes to mind is... Hiking. I love to hike. Mm -hmm. If I had a day off and I could like pick what I do, it'd probably be hiking. Um, especially 
even though we don't have many hills or mountains in Connecticut, for me, I'm one of those people get, that get a lot of joy out of getting to the top of a mountain or a hill. You yeah. know, I, I like summiting something. Um, and yeah, so any chance that I've had to, again, hike for the day or especially, you know, multi-day hiking trips, it just, yeah. Have you done Sleepy so Mountain, hike. Sleepy Giant in Hamden? Yes. That's a good one. Yes. Gillette? Yes. Yeah. The one with the H? Uh, hub. What are you thinking of? I forgot. Maybe it's not an H, but it's a nice castle. Uh, not a nice castle. Castle Craig? Mm. Castle Craig is a castle. Hmm. I don't Hublin? Know. Yeah, where's that? That's in Simsbury. Is that what you're no. thinking of? No, not that one. Hublin Tower. It's kind yeah. of like a castle. Yeah, it could be I that think one. That's what you're thinking of. Could yeah. be that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you bring Lizzie? Uh, sometimes. She, as as anyone who knows corgis out there, they have little legs. Uh, and uh, her max is probably three miles round trip. So uh, we do have a backpack for Lizzie. Hmm. So, oh, wow. you know, if you didn't think corgis are cute, imagine a corgi in a backpack. In a backpack. So that does, <laughs> that does happen. You feed it with a bottle, time. too. <laughs> Burp it. Um, I, I do want to answer a second sporter activity, too, if I can, um, which is actually bocce, uh, which I would say requires little skill, but it's a whole lot of fun. Some hand-eye coordination. And uh, for many years, I actually was on a bocce team. So, uh, so when I lived in D.C. Uh, for many years, I was a part of uh, a team called the Bocce Babes, all-women <laughs> team, uh, and we played for about eight years together. And, you know, I'm not saying we won that much, but it certainly was very fun. So uh, for any uh, gathering uh, with groups of people, I'm all, up, I'm all up for Bocce. What about your Italian heritage? It's like it in is. the blood, right? It is. You should it just is. be... What's that little ball called when you hit the bocce? What's the, the little? Balina. The yes. Balina. The Balina. Yes, the Balina. I didn't know that at the time, but I knew it was had a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Balina. Palina. 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 Yep. All right. What holiday do you? What holiday do you like best, and why? Mm. What season? Mm. What three words best describe you? All right. I'm gonna try to name them all. Again, if I broke something, wow, did I, second <laughs> time. Jeez. <laughs> so I like uh, friendly, kind, funny, describes me. Okay. I love winter. Uh, you know, I love being outside today where I was 20 degrees, but you get that sweat going and uh, snow and just my birthday, Christmas, mm, sledding, all these ice things. skating, snow. I just like being cold. Winter hats. I love wearing winter hats. Holiday. St. Patrick's Day, again, as not super Irish, but I do carry the Feeney name, and I'm very yes, proud of it. Yes, and yeah. you have a special reason to be proud. Yes. It's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, and St. Yeah. Patrick's Day, I'm the honoree this year, the yeah. parade, I'm very excited, and always loved uh, St. Patrick's Day, so it makes the honoree extra special, St. Patrick's Day. And green's I a cool just color. I realized that, because I know you brought up being from Waterbury before, and we may have Waterbury. talked about this, but uh, I would maybe think about it with our heritage again because uh, my grandparents grew up in Waterbury. Stop. 
So I knew I liked you. So and 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 then they moved to Naugatucks, which is where my dad grew up. That's where my mom and dad grew up. So maybe they know each other. But this Lithuanian thing got going on. Whoa. Um, my grandparents, you know, one was Italian, one was Lithuanian, and they grew up in Waterbury. Did they go to St. Joseph's Church? In, they may well have. In Brooklyn, New, uh, Brooklyn, Waterbury had a Brooklyn section. Oh. They do a Lithuanian mass oh, in Lithuanian. Oh and there gosh. was a Lithuanian club that I used to go to and really? get in trouble for slamming the pool balls into the, <laughs> into the pool game when my <laughs> grandfather was drinking. So it's very possible that we like, cross paths. Interesting. Knew each other. Yeah, I went to St. Joseph's for kindergarten and first grade. Okay. And then went to the public school Kingsbury. Yeah. Uh, and they still do a Lithuanian mass. Oh wow. Yeah. Follow up. Follow. That'd be great to see if they went if they know about the Lithuanian mass at St. Joseph's. Yes. And the Lithuanian club. Right. Which like burned down. Maybe ten years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Waterbury. Yes, so Waterbury. We got that going too. Kyle loves. Yes. Every episode, we throw it in there. Colleen Conway, really? yesterday, was from Waterbury. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. Let's see. Um, this has, uh, what place would you like to visit and why? Waterbury. Mm. I've been there, though. I've been there a lot. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> To, been to the valley a lot in my life. Um, gosh, what place would I like to visit and why? Uh, I'm actually going to immediately go to a place that's been on my list for a really long time, which is actually Japan. Ooh. Um, I remember when I started college, again, way back in the day, uh, at UConn, we, one of my professors, like that first week of school, had us make a list of like, you know, the, the 10 things we wanted to do, you know, in our lives, like in the next 10 years. And I actually put Visit Japan on that list. And obviously it's been more than 10 years. <laughs> uh, so um, I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot, um, but I haven't gone to Japan yet. So I'd really like to make that happen. And I'm, speaking of food, I'm a huge sushi fan. So Ooh. I feel like I would just eat sushi for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that nice. would just be... Living, Where's your sushi spot around here? Actually, uh, I head over the mountain and go to Leaky, nice. Leaky Sushi, which is Leaky Asian Bistro. It's over in Avon. Um, so Past Blue Elephant down by the golf course? Or uh, no, it? it's actually right. right across from um, like the Gap and all the shops on okay. uh, 44. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like sushi too. So yes. Excellent sushi. My girls, so. when I taught in Waterbury, they didn't get into any pre-Ks. Yeah. So we filed for out of, out of district to Maloney Magnet School, and they were in pre-K. They took Japanese. So it was this a very interesting. I took Japanese for a year when I was in college, and I remember nothing now. <laughs> but to your point, like, it, it just was such a fascinating experience, yeah. as I'm sure your There were four, counting to, to ten in Japanese. Right? I was amazed. Because of the characters, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, it just continues to fascinate <clears throat> me. So uh, certainly a hard, la a hard language to learn. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's definitely one of the, one of the places on my list. Uh, I was fortunate... Uh, a few years ago, when I turned 40, I actually got to my 50th state. So wow. I've wonderfully um, That's impressive. been able to 
you know, achieve that in a way, you know, which was very exciting. And so now I'm again trying to make sure that I get. Now to you got to get to your fiftieth cool country. Hopefully, hopefully. Hit all fifty. You know, a few more than fifty. <laughs> a few more than fifty in the world, but. <laughs> all yeah. fifty continents. I know. One would think. One would. I think. do that. That's a teacher move where the kids are like, no. no. It, so it's like. It's stop like the Mr. Miyagi. Stop joking, Mr. Heaney. Yeah. Um, well, we're getting down to the end of it. It was a wonderful conversation. Yeah. We played games. We ate food. We talked. Uh, you have Waterbury connections. I know. You're doing wonderful things in West Hartford and Newington. Um, any recommendations or questions for me? Or, or I, I would just kind of ask you personally, like, what you feel like you know, kind of being a teacher and, you know, being day-to-day uh, -day with our students right now as a legislator, what should I know? You know, what do, what, what do you feel like as a teacher and from our students I need to know the most right now, you know, about? Yeah, interesting question. Yeah. Um, well, everyone's quick to blame COVID for everything. Yeah. Our kids are behind, COVID. Our kids aren't reading, COVID. We're overwhelmed, COVID. But I think it's time to move past that mm -hmm. and... Um, only we could live, we can't really change the past. So mm -hmm. what can you do to like help <clears throat> with, I don't know, I feel like we're funded with supplies and mm -hmm. technology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate to say, but like, hmm, I'm going to throw out a few. Okay, go for it. Teacher pay. Yeah, exactly. Smaller class sizes. Exactly. You've heard them all before. Um, smaller class sizes. Mm -hmm. More um, support, mm -hmm. like based on like I have a lot of needs. Right. Uh, in my room, behavior needs, language needs, learning needs, social needs, academic needs, mm -hmm. and you know, and another adult would be helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again. Uh, we're making like it work. A, particularly Par a, par yeah. a paraeducator, right? And or, it's weird that, yeah, yeah they, they, there's a, I hate to say it, but it's like a revolving door. Yes. They're coming in and out. I get to know one, train one, get to know them, train one, and they constantly in and out. Yeah. So some consistency there. Yep. Um, but best job in the world. I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm going in 20 years. Um, and it is, it's getting challenging. It's, it's not it getting e any easier, that's right, for sure. Right, right. Uh, but I love it. And, uh, and we want you to be able to have that feeling 20 years from now. And that's why, yeah. as you said, you know, we can't kind of take our teachers for granted. I think yeah. that is, is kind of anything we've learned through COVID, and we can't lose sight of that. And, you know, it's 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 kind of not out of bounds to say that teachers should be paid more, you know, from yeah. the standpoint of what you're doing as one of the most, you know, essential roles in our society. Um, you know, teacher pay absolutely needs to be something that's yeah. on the table. And don't get me wrong. I'm living very. Oh, sure. I'm not saying that I'm not getting paid. I yeah. don't want to go on record yeah. saying yeah. I'm, we have a roof over our head. We're doing well. Uh, we, and then, you know, you have the people my buddies in my fantasy football league yeah they're like firefighters policemen and they're like oh teachers you get summers off you get the weekends <laughs> you get snow days and you get paid this this real. and this during the school year you work constantly yeah. Yeah. it's not a nine to five type of job ever no. 
ever, oh, yeah. ever. I'm planning Sunday night. I'm planning every night. I'm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate what you said about class sizes because I think, you know, everything we know from the research, you know, really points to that the key to our kids' success is small class sizes. And one of the ways that we can ensure that exists is to have more teachers in our state. You know, I think one of the things, as you noted, not just paraeducators, but we're at a, you know, a real crossroads around recruiting new teachers. And one of the things we've been talking up at the legislature about is, you know, what are those pathways to teach, you know, to becoming a teacher so that they're more flexible for folks that might be working and want to become a teacher or yeah. are a paraeducator and want to become a teacher. Uh, and because it's, it, as you know, going through the certification process, it's not that we want to diminish what it would mean to become a teacher, um, but we have to make sure that folks, you know, who are working, you know, full-time jobs and, you know, kind of managing those responsibilities could really think about, you know, pursuing a career in teaching and that we're getting into more high schools um, to encourage, you know, teaching as a profession. And, you know, we, we can't kind of have an instance where we're, you know, we're kind of losing teachers and then again not training folks you know to become teachers yeah and it's like um i was gonna say uh i lost it you hit something on the head teacher 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 teachers teachers <laughs> about training teachers or paraeducators becoming teachers or the certification to becoming a teacher oh yeah when i first got started Oh, I forgot what we were going to say. That's okay. But um, again, greatest job in the world. Yeah. Uh, make a difference. It's something new every day. Right. I laugh every day. Right. Kids say the darndest things. Uh, making a difference. I make connections. Uh, so third grade. I. Part of me now, I'm getting a little older. Third grade. And my girls are getting older. Yeah. So third grade's seeming Seem more and younger. more younger. Yeah. Yeah. But... We're making it work. Yeah. I love it, and I love my commute to work. I love my right. principal. I love my coworkers. It's just a, it's a special place, yeah. very special place. And uh, and yeah. as you said, at the, the next outset, time you come visit, come on, you got to come know, swing all, by. And we all 115. have those teachers, right? That are just so cemented in our memories. Um, yeah, and, and I hope someday, twenty years from now, some of my students go on a podcast, and when they're asked completely. who their favorite teacher is, they need maybe you. one or two say. Exactly. Mr. Feeney. That would make it all worth it. That'd make it all worth it. Great question. Wonderful topics. Great discussion. Um, thank you for being a guest. Yeah. Thank, thank you for you. being a good friend. Absolutely. Thank um, you for spreading again friendship and kindness. And that's what we can do when we wake up every day. You know, if there's one thing we can do, right? It's to yep. be kind to one another. I love it. Any closing remarks? I would just say, you know, Keep keep doing what you're doing, Eric. You know, you're you're such a shining light in our community. And for anyone listening, uh, you know, it's the little things, right, that you can do every day to make a difference. Uh, but don't hesitate to kind of use your voice. And that's where I come in. So if there's anything that you have an idea about or you think we should be doing differently in our community or in our state, you know, I'm, I'm all ears because that's what I'm there for. I'm really there to listen and be a champion for our community. Yeah, thank you. Want to share your email and phone number again? Sure. Um, so you can always contact me on uh, 
email, which is kate.farrar, Frank, A-R-R-A-R, at cga.ct.gov, or my phone number, which you can always call at the Capitol, which is 860-240-8585. And you can follow me on all the socials, even TikTok, scaringly enough, <laughs> at kate4ct. Nice. Check out those videos. All right, let's do a TikTok dance right now. We should. Break break one out right now. We should. I've never done one. I don't think I ever will. (laughs) Again, great talking with. Maybe we'll do a cut promo at the end. We'll do a TikTok. Go. Uh, uh. Or what we think TikTok dance (laughs) would be, I think, is the heart of us old people trying to do TikTok. (laughs) Just like, "Mm, get it. Well, Kate. And thank you to Doro. Yes, cheers to Doro. Yep, and thank you to Gastro Park. Yeah. Thank you to Direct Line Media. Thank you, Keating Agency Insurance, Golf Law Group, The Fix IV, Weha Lock, Weha Roasting and Brewing, Gastro Park, Donut Crazy, and Kyle. And Kyle. Well, thank you, who, Kate. Next time we'll have to answer yes. that who at the dinner party question because he got out of it this time. <laughs> so on three, we'll say be a good friend. One, two, three. Be Be a a good good friend. friend.